Amen. Well, speaking of the Word, let's read a few scriptures. Let's just, let's just read a little bit together. And uh, uh, we're going to jump right in. And look, look at somebody and tell them, hey, I got this. Mm-hmm. Look the other way. Say, I can handle it. You got this? Just a little word, okay? Let's just read it. Numbers 11, starting at verse 11. Moses said to the Lord, Why have you afflicted me, your servant? And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? What did I do to get this? Anybody ever felt that? Next verse says, uh, Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom, and as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I going to get meat to give all these people? For they are weeping, saying, give us meat that we might eat. He's pointing out, I don't own a grocery store. I'm not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy. Have you ever felt that? I can't handle this. I can't do this. This is too heavy for me. Look, look, it gets better. If you treat me like this, if this is my future, kill me now. It's a faith message. If, if, if I've found favor in your sight, don't let this continue. So God speaks back to him. And the Lord says to Moses, gather up 70 elders. Make sure that you know them. You know that they're elders. Take them to the tabernacle and stand there with them. I'm going to come down, and I'm, I'm going to visit with you guys there. And I'll take the spirit that is upon you, and I'll put it on them, and then they can help you bear this burden so that you do not have to bear it alone. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, very familiar verse, it says, No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful. Amen. He is, he is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, which by the way, that word temptation can be test or trial. He will not allow you to be tested beyond your ability. And he'll also make a way of escape, not, not so you can run, but so that you will be able to bear it. I got this. I'm the man for the job. I can handle it. So easy to say that stuff. And then you got to live it. Then you got to deal with the stuff that comes with life. You know, we've learned that the, the, really the problem with life is the problems. Yeah, everybody's got some stuff. Man, don't sit there and act like you're in the wrong room. You, we know what you got. You know, people, isn't it funny that people with a lot of baggage act like nobody knows they got baggage? We see your stupid baggage. Man, you drug it over three or four people trying to get down the aisle just a while ago. We see your baggage. Look at your neighbor and say, I've seen yours. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny, though, that it's not long until life itself begins to teach you 
Life, life can cause you to shut up. Come on, it can silence you. Well, remember when you used to know exactly what those people with all those kids, you knew exactly what they should do. And then you had one. And all of a sudden you're going, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> you know, you, you, you know exactly what people with their problems should do, and then you have that problem. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, well, why ain't he doing such and such? And, but, you know, why don't he lead his house better? And then your kids come home. Why doesn't that guy do a better job? You know, he's got that position, and then they promote you. All of us have or will experience seasons when you can't help but feel overwhelmed. Shut up. You know, like what we need, what we need is one more phone call, one more email. Middle of reading the email, the phone rings and your leg vibrates. You're getting text messages while you're trying to answer phone calls that you started out by reading your email. You know, technology sucks. You know, like what we need is one more way for somebody to have access to us. You, you know what? I'll just tell you, we had a lot more peace when you couldn't get a hold of us. I'm just saying. You know, and Pete, have you noticed that people will call you and want to talk to you about their problem? Well, I want to know when do you have time for me to talk to you about mine? <laughs> you know, we all have stuff. And it's easy, it's easy to get overwhelmed and life you watch the movies and and they have those fights and there's that one guy and he's he's your guy and he's in the movie and here comes seven other guys and it's seven against one and they come and they and, and they're gonna fight him but they come one at a time you know one at a time he he begins to take them out you know, and he does all the tricky moves, and he's flipping around, you know, and, and, you know, and he's just, it's awesome. But life doesn't come in courses. At least in my world, stuff don't show up and, like, wait in line. Very politely, like, one problem looks at the other and says, oh, you're next. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. No, it, 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 it comes in all different directions. Hello, somebody. And, and, and you, end up, you end up stressing, and you end up, you, you know, pressurized, and you, you, you end up in places that, that don't feel right, just don't feel right. I, th I thought when I prayed that prayer, everybody's going to like me, and life was going to get easy. No, that's what we told you. <laughs> Welcome to Full Disclosure Sunday, Okay. <laughs> You know, when, 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 you, when, you start, when you start connecting to God life, it's like a target can be put on you. And everybody that used to be slapping you on the back, now they're stabbing you in the back. 
And people who are, who are kind of with you, suddenly it feels like they're against you. And that's what's happening, you know, really uh, in Corinth when Paul's writing to these guys. Uh, you know, th- these guys uh, have aligned themselves with God life. They're, they're trying to walk uh, what, what the Bible would call circumspectly before God. They're trying to do it God's way. They want to have God life, right? And we're, we're in pursuit of God life. But, but they found out that God life ain't easy. I know I'm going to lose a bunch of you right here. Because uh, these guys, you know, they, they were, uh, uh, Corinth was, was a hedonistic society, which means it was uh, in uh, pedal to the metal, hot pursuit of self-gratification. That's, that's, that's the society. There was drunkenness in the, everywhere. It was encouraged. Uh, you know, orgies encouraged. Uh, uh, drug use is, is, is great. Go for it. But these guys came out of that. They, they heard about Jesus and they started buying in. And, and, and they're coming out, and Paul shows up because, you know, what they're, what they're struggling with is that, hey, hey man, we, we, we love this, 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 this Jesus thing. We love the Spirit, the flow of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. This is all awesome. But you get over to the morality side of this, and, and it's, it's, it's not that appealing. Oh, you, I wish you could see you looking at me. You know, they're like, uh, you don't get it, man. You don't understand our background. You don't understand where we came from. That don't feel right. And he begins to talk to them about all of these temptations to go back to the life you came out of. And I I know it's hard for us because we live in a society that thinks serving God means attending a church service. You know, we ain't looking for no life change. But Jesus didn't come so you could have church. He came that you might have life. And, and that life, that life is, is not another level. It's a different lifestyle altogether. That the old things have passed away. And behold, all things are new. And, and yeah, but you don't understand my personality. No, no, I do. It's dead. See, you can't put on Christ and feel like you. Well, this is the way God made me. No, that's, that's what happened <laughs> because of the junk that was released after the fall of man. See, here's, God's calling you to, to, a, to, a, to a lifestyle that's empowered you know, uh, that empowerment, that grace that, that God wants to give you will empower you to do what you could have never done on your own. We, we act like grace is the blanket we hide our sin under. Grace is not an excuse for you to have a sin-filled life. Yeah, I, just hang, next Sunday I'll probably be super encouraging and you'll just really love me. This Sunday I'm going to tell you something. The, the, see, the, the frustration that a lot of us deal with is because we're trying to get a God result, but we're trying to do it living life our way. We've taken Jesus like a side dish. He's a secret salt. And it don't work that way. Look at your neighbor and say, man, I'm glad you're here. 
tell them, you really need this. <laughs> Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. I, I want, read it in all kinds of translations. I want to read these to you, though, uh, from a couple different. The living. Throw off your old evil nature. You know the old you that was partner in your evil ways, rotten through and through, full of lust and shame? Get that off of you. Look at the next one. And, and he said, now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. You're supposed to be changing. Look at the next verse. He said, you must be a new and different person. Holy and good. Clothe yourself with a new attitude. Okay, God's Word. Let's look at it in a different translation. You were taught to change the way you were living. The person you used to be will ruin you. Next verse. You were taught to have a new attitude. Next verse. You were taught to become a new person. Created to be like God with a life that truly has God's approval. So there's this constant struggle on the inside. Because you know the way you ought to be fighting with the way you want to be. Huh? I know I'm talking to somebody. Me. And you ought to hear what I'd like to say <laughs> in those moments when somebody else has opened the door. I'm good at it. I'm, I'm good at it. And Tom wants to step up and say, <laughs> thank you for this opportunity to thrash you. <laughs> and the Spirit of God will say, stand down. And I'll say, oh, come on. Surely this is a gift from the Lord. God has been good to me. I must enjoy myself. You know, there's a struggle. Because we're trying to, you know, the old, the old thing keeps wanting to be revived. And we're in a war. And, and that's what he's writing to him. And, and he says, no temptation. There ain't one. There ain't your stuff or my stuff. Not your mood swing, not my mood swing. Not your lust, not my lust. Nothing. There's no temptation. None has been uh, put out there except that is common to man. Your, your situation, you're not special. Okay? There's no temptation that's overtaking you except such as common. But God is faithful. He didn't say you were. <laughs> it says He is faithful. And He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. He didn't say he wouldn't allow you to be tempted past your comfort level. He didn't say he wouldn't allow you to be tested beyond your convenience. He said, no, I know your ability. 
And with the temptation, I'll also make the way of escape that you will be able to bear it. We learn a couple of things in that verse. One, he's faithful. He's faithful. And two, he knows your ability. I can't take it. He's like, I made you. I formed you. Matter of fact, in Jeremiah, he said, before I built you, I wrote your specs. Before I formed you, before I shaped you, before I, I knew what you could bear. You know, when we were doing the, uh, uh, the uh, remodel, we thought, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we lift the ceiling? You know, because to me, can't be that hard. <laughs> Remember, Kurt? Can't be that bad. I've been around town. There's buildings with higher ceilings. They can have it. We can have it. And then they went to the architects and the engineers, and they said, yes, you can do that. You could also build a totally different building for about the same money. Well, why? Well, because this one wasn't designed to bear that load. Oh, you mean they determined what this structure could bear before they built it? Oh, God determined what you would have the ability to bear before he added the weight. You don't, you don't wait to see how to build it until the weight's added. You determine before you build it. And God said, before I formed you, I knew what you could take. And I sanctified you, which simply means I set you up. You're different. You're not like the guy next to you. See, you can bear things that others around you can't. And they can bear stuff that you would crumble under. But you've been designed by God to handle. He said, I won't allow you to be tested, tempted, tried. Remember, remember the story of Job? And, and it says the sons of God are, are hanging around the throne. And, and Lucifer comes walking through. And, 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 and God says, hey, Lucy. That's what he said. He said, hey, hey, Lucy, where you been? And he said, I've been roaming the earth to and fro, seeking whom I might devour. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? And he goes, yeah, I looked at Job. And i got to tell you something. I don't think it's fair. Because Job has a hedge of protection around him. And I can't even touch him. I just want to point this out. Totally different message. But that's not exactly what Lucy had been telling Job. See, when the enemy's talking to you, he ain't saying the same things that he'd be saying to God. He's telling you, I'm going to kill you. He's telling God, it ain't fair. I can't get to him. He's telling you, I'm taking you under. He's telling God, I can't, I can't quite reach him. What's up with that? Hey, God, 
If I could get to him the way I want to get to him, I'd have him cursing you to your face. That's what he said to God. And God, you know what God did? Just a second. He checked out the specs on Job. Hey, take your best shot. Go ahead. Let's see what you got. He's able to bear it. God will not allow you. God will not allow you. That's not a statement of encouragement. He knows your specs. He won't allow you to be tested beyond your ability to bear. He knows what you can bear. Paul, three times, remember, asked him, God, take this thing off of me. And God kept saying, no, you got this. See, that, that thing I put in you, that grace, my grace, that, that empowerment, you got it. I know what I gave you. See, the problem is you don't know what you got. You don't know what you got. I said, you don't know what you got. I know it's overwhelming. I know know it's uncomfortable. I know it's inconvenient. I I know it's pain. I know there's moments when it's like, dear God, if this is it, kill me now. Well, you have to to hand it to Mo because he's like, I'm not going to run from your calling, but if this is your calling, you kill me. Because these people are whiners. This thing's too heavy. I mean, look at this. Why have you forsaken me? What did I do to deserve this? I'm out here, and here's his problem. Here's his problem, gang, that he can't relate to. See, because their background it wasn't his. Their knowledge, not his. They don't get what he's got. And he's trying to lead them. And they just, oh man, we, we, like, you know, we, we liked it better when, when, when we had leeks and garlic. We liked it better back there. We like, we like, it's, too, it's cold out here. You know how dark it is in the night? I want my mama. And he's like conversing with God. Man, I love these people, but I can't relate. See, you have people in your life probably that are kind of like that. You know, you work across the cubicle from somebody you can't relate to. You might roll over in the morning. (laughs) Just look straight ahead. Act like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, look confused. That helps. Okay. <laughs> you got people in your world that it's easier to deal with them when you own something. Your mama's coming? I'll be right back. I can't, I can't bear with it. You don't understand the weight of my situation. It's too heavy. Mm. No, you, you got it. You, you got this. You just don't know what you got. 
He got, God looks at Mo and he says, I'll tell you what. Get 70 elders. Pick them out. You pick them. Make sure you know them. Make, 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 you know, make sure you, you like them because they're going to spend some time with you. And meet me at the tabernacle. I'm going to come visit. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the spirit that's on you. I'll put it on them. Notice he did not say, I will take of my spirit and I'll put it upon them. No, he said, I'll take what's in you that you have not yet discovered and I'll divide it by 70. I'll take what you already got and we'll spread it around here amongst 70 other men. I can take in you what you haven't discovered and empower 70 other dudes to help you so that you don't feel like you're doing it alone. But here's the deal. You were never doing it alone to begin with. See, what you got in you, listen, listen, it's really a very simple message today. That the devil's lying to you. Tell him that you ain't got the strength to handle this. And I'm here today to tell you, oh, you just don't know what you got. That God could reach inside of you and take what's inside of you, and he could divide it up amongst a bunch of others, and, and they can help you. You can quit if you want to, but you don't need to. You can cave in if that's really what you want, but you don't have to. Because I've empowered you. I've designed you for this. You were built for this. Yeah, yeah. Lion uh, tribes, when it comes to the season to mate, the lions fight for the right to mate. Look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm. Sounds like us. Um, but it's part of God's design. And it's God's design so that weakness does not have the right to reproduce. We, we can't let weakness run the tribe. See, it's part of God's design. And you're going through some stuff. And you don't have to. You can quit. But you won't be fruitful. Because weakness will not be allowed to reproduce. You want to you, you fill your role? You want to fill the jersey? You want to win the game? Then you're going to have to cinch it up. And you're going to have to take a moment to discover what God's put in you. See, because hell loves it when you say, I can't take it anymore. But hell freaks when you say, I have strength for all things. I am ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. See, hell digs it when you say, that's it, peace, out. But it totally freaks out when you stand up and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. 
every tongue that rises against me I will condemn because this is the heritage of the children of a living God. See, when you begin to discover what you got, hell gets nervous. And see, what I intend to do today, the only thing I want to do today is kind of spark a little fire on the inside of you that decides, you know what we ought to do? We ought to go home and make hell nervous. We, we, ought, we ought to look at this situation that's had us awake at night and say, you know what? That, if God's before me, I don't give a flying flip. Why? Because God wouldn't put me in a He will not allow me to be tested beyond my ability. And in the test, he will provide a way of escape. Not to run, but so that I can slide in and and find out, oh, that's in me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in all that mess. I just want to send you out today with just a little bit more hope. Are you going to hold your head up? I got this. I'm the man for the job. I was created. I brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. And I refuse to let my history keep me from my destiny. Oh, come on, somebody. Give Jesus one more shout. God, we magnify your name. God, you're good. Oh, come on, celebrate. Your victory, your breakthrough, your promise. Thank you, God. Somebody this morning, somebody this morning, I was talking with Craig. And you know, the, the challenges that you're dealing with, the stuff you're dealing with, see, the enemy wants you to think that that's, a, that's the end. Dude, you're still here. Well, I've been divorced. That sucks. Let's move. I've experienced loss. Yeah, we have to. Let's go. David. David was praying for a little baby. God, save the child. He's fasting, praying, in the dirt. His servant's watching. And when the child died, the servants talked amongst themselves and said, Oh, who's going to tell him? Because, I mean, look at the way he was while the child was alive. Now the child's dead. And David perceived their weird attitude. And he's asked about the child, and they said, child's child died. David got up out of the dirt. He brushed himself off. He went to his house. He changed his apparel. He anointed himself, and he went to the temple and worshiped. He knew how to place a period. See, don't you place a comma where God has placed a period. There, there, sometimes it's just time to move on. It's time to pick, pick up. Let's go. Got, sorry. Messed up. Created mess. Even if it was you. Sometimes it wasn't you. Sometimes life hands you things that are totally, radically unfair. God knows you can handle it. God knows you got what it takes. And for a lot of you, you know the hardest thing to do? Move on. 
You want to live under the weight of that? I'm, you know, not to belittle your situation. I know that was tough. That was hard. That, that marriage fell apart. That business went under. That, that person, this just an empty chair. Well, then fill it up. If empty chairs bother you, then get somebody to sit in the chair. Well, that would be betrayal. No. That would be honoring. Why? Because your future is what God's taking you to. The pain of the past does not get to rule you anymore. You got to shake it off, knock the dust off, take off the garment of sadness, put on the garment of praise, get your anointing on. Right? You know what the Bible says? Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get caught with your praise down. And, and move, move forward. Close your book, bow your head. Some of you in this place today, you know what? It's time to let God life rule your world. We're going to pray a prayer together. We won't do anything to embarrass you, but if you're here today and you say, you know what, I've been, I've been kind of separated from God, and now I need to connect to Him, this is going to be your prayer. And it may, maybe you've never walked with God, or maybe you did, but, not, but you know that currently, man, that ain't happening. Well, make this your prayer. Make this, get personal today. Get real with God so God can get real with you. And if that's you today, while nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up and say, Tom, that's me. I'm making this prayer my prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. 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 Thank you, guys. You can put them down. Anybody else? Just say, yeah, I'm going to make a decision Sunday right here. Decision Sunday. I'm launching myself out of, my, out of the depression and into the light that God's called me. Isaiah 60, in Amplified, it says, Arise from the state of depression in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. I'm ready. I'm ready for God life. Pray this with everybody in the room. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me wisdom. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, house, celebrate.